0: Talkin' Sports with Jimmy B and TC. Call the show now, 264-1700. Big Sports on 1700 KBGG.
1: All right, everybody. We are back another hour right here on the Big Talker 1700. And Zuba Mahente from ESPN uh, coming up roughly in about uh, 10 minutes or so from right now uh Trent we just before we hit the uh, top of the hour break we gave a little tease about what Iowa State has coming up because our conversation in the first hour was reliving what took place at Kinnick and rightfully so now however a Thursday night game between Iowa State and Texas and that game even though neither team
2: is ranked it still means an awful lot for both teams. Oh, there's no doubt. And for Iowa State, you know, you kind of take another look here at the schedules. We're getting a better read you know, across the Big 12 landscape of what teams are. You're trying to find a path to six wins. And, uh, you know, the one thing I said throughout the summer, Jib, was in order to get to six wins, I thought Iowa State had to be three and one through the first four, be a win against Iowa a win against Texas some way, somehow, they had to get through that portion at 3-1. and one. Well, now it's sitting here on a team, the way to get to there, well, it includes a win against Texas coming up on Friday night, uh, Thursday night. You know, the, this Texas team coming in, I, I just, I don't think they're nearly as bad as they looked against Maryland. I don't think they're mm-hmm. as good as they looked, though, against USC. I'm not sure the Trojans are that good. They're talented. Uh-huh. But I don't know if they're that good of a football team. And Sam Darnold continues to just make some dumb, dumb plays out there, interceptions all over the place. I'm still scratching my head about how good that USC team is. But as you go through and you look through this thing, Jimmy B, if you had to take another stab at the schedule to get to six wins, even this aside, do you feel confident enough knowing what the Big 12 is right now? Because I look at all these teams and – Outside of Oklahoma, and even with them and what happened is they struggled with Baylor on Saturday night. It's difficult to get a read, I think, top to bottom in this whole league.
1: I'm I'm with you. I think TCU is better than what people gave them credit for. And Oklahoma State, even though they have the high-powered offense, maybe they're not as good as what people earlier thought. So I think it's a TCU-Oklahoma issue right now. But I'm with you on Texas and your thoughts on that. I mean, Baylor went to University of Central Florida and got their hat handed to them. And they were at Texas and won that game running away from the Longhorns. So when we saw the USC game, we thought, oh, my God, Texas defense. But... I, I don't know if that's the real Texas or if it was just Texas for that one game because they were in Los Angeles, nighttime game, you know, the atmosphere, that mm-hmm. sort of thing, and they played a hell of a defensive game. I don't know if that's Texas or not, Trent. I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I'm confused all over the place here on really what the Big 12 is with the exception of
2: Oklahoma and TCU. Texas has a lot of talent on defense. Are they, they a do. great defensive team? Well, they gave up 51 to Maryland, a Maryland team that really didn't know. They lost their quarterback halfway through that football game, and they still couldn't get stops. Maryland really couldn't throw the football all that effectively. I think Iowa State's going to score in this football game. I think they're going to move the football in. Texas, as they're going back and forth, is it going to be Bouchelle? Is it going to be Ellinger in the football game at the quarterback position? They still don't know. There's nothing official that's been designated, at least to this point. Jimmy B., I I think there's a real opportunity here. It's early. We'll, we'll make our picks on Thursday. We will do that. We will. But yeah. right now, I think Iowa State wins this football game. And I understand they're nearly a touchdown underdog now. Point spread continues to move up that way. It's up to six and a half today pretty much at every wow. shop, It keeps going that way. I love Iowa State in this spot. Not just to cover. I love them to win this football game right now. Mm-hmm. Look, we told everybody on Friday to take Iowa and the points. We, we just We
1: implored people, both of us. We're taking Iowa and the points. I, I I didn't realize that it had jumped that much because I thought it opened at around four, four and a half. Mm-hmm. And now, if it's up that high, that fast, all the money has rolled in on Texas. So, not from that necessar- standpoint.
2: Not necessarily, no? Jimmy B., See, this okay, is, degenerate. Explain it to me. Well, not degenerate. This is being sophisticated. See, that you take the, you take the <laughs> elementary look. I, when you come to TC for gambling advice, it's like going to grad school as opposed to you, know, you down in third grade. You, you take that initial look, and that's what you would assume. And it's a good assumption. I'm not ripping out you, Jim, at least not this time. Yes, yes I'm, you are. No, no I'm, really, I'm really not. <laughs> but I will help you out. I'll take you a little bit deeper inside of here. Okay. Offshore the cash continues to come in on Iowa State, even with that point spread moving. So this will this says one of two things. Either there are some sophisticated bets that are coming in on Iowa State, or smart money is coming in on Iowa State, and the square bets, if you will, are coming in on Texas. Mm. That's what it says, because I'm looking at it right now. 77% of the cash offshore is on yep. the Cyclones. Yet that point wow. spread is going in the opposite direction. That's what us in the gambling biz, Jimmy B, call reverse line movement, and I jump aboard. I'm grabbing the Cyclones right now at six i I'll grab them if it wow. goes to 7. If it goes down to five i I'll probably give them again. I'm loving the Cyclones in this spot. I'm calling it right now. They're winning this football <laughs> game. They're winning Thursday night at Jack Trice, and I'm going to go. What do you think of that?
1: I I think that's awesome, dude, that you're going to go to that game. I think it's great that that you're going to go up there and, and enjoy it. The place will be sold out. It'll be loud. It'll be intense. And I'm with you. I think Iowa State's going to score on this Texas team. I don't think Texas has seen the size of wide receivers that Iowa State has. They're probably deceptive on watching tape when you're in the training room. And... I mean, you when you watch Barkley on tape, you go, "Dude, that guy's really good." He's really, but you don't know how good until you see him right up close and personal in person, and then you're going, "Wow!" And I have a feeling that they might be a wow factor, and I'm even going to say this: I think the presence on the field of David Montgomery is going to be the key player in this upcoming game mm-hmm. because Texas will have to be able to cover cover those wide receivers and that will open up the run game a little more for Montgomery, and he will capitalize. That's the way I view it at this moment, Trent. I know we'll make our picks Thursday, nope. but that's the way
2: that I've I already do made I've already made my pick. It's over. You've already made it. You're Iowa not changing. State, Iowa State's winning this football game. They're getting it done. The Cyclones win straight up. Jump on the money line with, no, 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 no. No, I'm not, I'm not going to have people <laughs> go down that, that shady, shady rabbit hole with me. But uh, speaking of our picks, Mr. Brinson... Yeah, man. You were five and zero oh a week ago. You came. I back, was. You came back to the pack a little bit this week. Three and two, not bad. Yes, not bad. You're yes. You're twelve seven and one against the numbers. We pick the big games every week during our pick segment. I but, on the other. But hand, you, my brother, you, my brother, were off the chain. Four and one against the number. I yep. am now fourteen five and one against the spread. Woo! We'll do it again Friday. We'll have five games. We'll pick them. It'll be great, but that doesn't even tell the half of it, Jim. During our picks contest, I went four and one. That's great, but we had a winner of the Draft House 50 gift certificate that went yes. five and zero. Oh. Two Jeffs wow. entered. One walked away, though, with a five and zero oh record. <laughs> it was uh, Jeff Doran, and he is the winner of the Draft House 50 $25 gift certificate. So we will get that out to him very soon. Congratulations to Jeff, five and zero. Oh. And uh, that's tough to do, even though Jim Brinson did it two weeks ago. I did, yeah. Hey, look, this is it is difficult to do. Our
1: poor guy, who's the guy? Uh, is it Tim who tries yes. all the time to win and is never six? He got he got hammered this time again. That poor
2: guy. Uh, another two and three yeah. weeks for old Tim. He keeps trying though. We love it, and we'll do our picks again on Friday. But coming up on the other side, we're gonna uh, jump into the NFL. Want to get the perspective of Zuba Mahente yesterday? not just on the field, but also off of it. Uh, some thoughts on that with Zuba Mahente of ESPN. That's coming up on the other side here, 5 o'clock drive time hour. Glad to have you with us, Jimmy B and TC on 1700 KBGG. Hey, it's
0: Tiki Barber and Brandon Tierney. We are Tiki and Tierney, giving you the big scoop on all
3: the games. Afternoons
0: on the Big Talker 1700
3: KBGG. Boom. Villaggio Italian Restaurant brings real homemade Italian to you. Sponsored by Account Temps. Demand for top talent is high. Let Account Temps help you find highly skilled temporary accounting and finance professionals who can hit the ground running. Visit AccountTemps.com. Account Temps, a Robert Half Company. The prices at some Halloween attractions are scarier than the events themselves. That's why we're bringing you Half Off Haunts. You'll save 50% at these great places for Halloween fun. Like Howell's Pumpkin Patch. Howells Pumpkin Patch is loaded with pumpkins and farm fun. Including a corn maze, giant giant bull slide, great pumpkin jumping pad, new this year, eight-person international harvester pedal tractor, and push-pull tractors and more. Another half-off haunt is Scream Acres at Bloomsbury Farm in Atkins. Scream Acres features four different attractions. Cell Block Z, the carnival chaos, the slaughterhouse, and haunted cornfield. The final half-off haunt is the Pumpkin Ranch in Winterset, home of Iowa's mega corn maze, jump pillows, zip lines, giant tube slide at Toddler Town, and pumpkins. Learn more about these half-off haunts. Haunts now with the sweet deals at 1700kbgg.com. Quantities are limited. Don't miss your chance to save 50% at these great places for Halloween fun. Half off Haunts.
0: Getting your flu shot at Walgreens is easier than ever. Just walk right in, and there's no cost to you with a $0 copay with most insurance. Plus, when you get a flu shot, you help provide a life-saving vaccine to a child in need through the UN Foundation. Swing by your local Walgreens anytime to get a flu shot and help make a difference. Get a shot, give a shot. It's that easy. Walgreens, at the corner of happy and healthy. Through August thirty first, 2018, for every immunization given, Walgreens will donate $0.22 up to $2 million. Vaccine restrictions apply. Talk to your pharmacist to learn more.
1: you soon.
4: Kate here with Food Dudes Delivery. Are you tired of the same old delivery options? Food Dudes Delivery can solve that problem for you. We deliver for restaurants that don't do delivery. Order through us at fooddudesdelivery.com. Place your order for lunch today, dinner tonight, or your office party tomorrow at fooddudesdelivery.com.
0: You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG.
1: All right, everybody, welcome back in. It's always fun when we have a chance to uh, talk to Zubin when he's not on television for 95 hours straight. Uh, and it's good when he's working because then we can look up there and go, Zubin, you don't look a day older than when we first started talking to you on this show. He comes to us on the Draft House 50 Hotline Mills Civic Parkway, West Des Moines. Hi, Zubin. Great to be with you. I do
5: need one day off, but it will be... Right back at it. But to be honest with you, as you guys know, this is just obviously a great time of year. I mean, the NFL is kind of giving us an unprecedented slate of stuff. Uh, college football was great. I know for a lot of Hawkeye fans it may not have been great, but that's about as thrilling as a game as you're going to see across the country. The NBA starts October 17th. Baseball playoffs are right around the corner. Final day of the regular season is October 1st. Um, it's, it's just so much great stuff. Going on. The golf playoffs ended yesterday. The NASCAR playoffs are continuing. Um, I know there's a lot of people that think, you know, certain times of the year are great, but if you peg this one as one of those times, it's, it's hard to argue, to be honest with you.
2: No doubt about it, Zubin. Well, uh, as we look into what is happening today, you know, we talked obviously a, a lot about the Hawkeye game and, and the loss to Penn State. I wanted to get your perspective first, though, on what we saw at the NFL before the games were played yesterday as there was a lot of different things happening with the national anthem, some teams not coming out, and it's more of a big picture kind of thing. But just your reaction to all of that, everything that is happening outside of the lines inside of a football field. It's interesting.
5: I got an interesting glimpse at what might happen on Sunday when I was working on Saturday. And on Saturday, every Saturday morning on the show that I do – We have a former NFL player come in just to offer his expertise. A lot of times it's just a guy that may want to get into the media. Other times it's just great to have a recent NFL voice in the studio. I'm sure you guys have been listening to or watching Tony Romo and see the benefit of having a guy that was just in the league and how a fresh perspective can help. And this Saturday, the guy that happened to just be in, um, and this was obviously booked well before President Trump's comments on Friday, was Anquan Bolden, who, as I'm sure you know and maybe some of your listeners are aware, he basically ended his NFL career, had a seven-figure deal on the table with the Buffalo Bills, and essentially walked away from it uh, to pursue things bigger than football, uh, to pursue what he called the social justice and the injustice, and he wanted to put all of his energies towards that. And so when we had him on, we just basically said, listen, I'm going to play you the clip of President Trump at the Alabama rally, the political rally, where he talks about the flag. And then we're going to hear from Roger Goodell, and I'm going to get your comments on that. And then we're going to play you Trump's comments on the violence in the sport, the collisions, and how that's legislated and officiated. And then I'm going to have a comment from Dee Smith, who's the NFLPA uh, leader, who was just recently reelected. And so we played the first clip, and we you know put it on TV. And I'm sure many people had seen that over the course of either Friday night or whenever they happened to see it on their phone, on their TV, CNN, MSNBC, Fox. And when he saw it. You know, I was looking at him. I was probably just sitting a few feet away from him. We put it on the screen, and his facial expression, almost like a visceral, raw sort of like having trouble hearing what he was hearing, having trouble digesting what he was hearing. And then we talked about it, and he talked about the league's response, and then we ran the comments about the officiating, and then DeMarie's response to that. And I just sort of got a glimpse just to say this guy – Uh, And Colin Kaepernick, Colin Kaepernick is obviously the forerunner of all this, but this guy is essentially ending his career um, to put his best foot forward on this. And he, just the reaction, just the instant reaction when he heard the words were enough to tell me, boy, something is going to happen on Sunday because there's no two ways of taking this if you're an NFL player. Now, one thing I should definitely qualify, and we mentioned during the interview, is that he's very personally connected to this, which is part of the reason Uh, that he said he walked away. He said Charlottesville had a lot to do with it, but prior to that, his cousin, and this is not something that's been widely put out there, but he has mentioned this, his cousin was pulled over by an undercover police officer and ended up losing uh, his life. So he has a very personal connection to it. But when I saw his reaction just to the comments made by the president on Saturday with us, I just sort of got a little bit of a window or a little bit of an angle into what we were going to see Sunday because I think many NFL players would be like-minded with Anquan Bolden, they kind of stand where he stands. And when I saw his reaction, I wasn't too surprised at what I saw on Sunday. So we just got a tiny little glimpse of it, uh, and then obviously it manifested itself in, in, in a way I don't think anybody really expected.
1: Uh, Zubin Mahente is our guest on the Draft House 50 Hotline. Zubin, uh, Witten, the tight end from Dallas, has already uh, – gone on Twitter and indicated that the Cowboys are going to have some sort of show of solidarity. Uh, Do you think that after tonight's Monday night game that this will be the end of it? Or do you think if the fires will continue to get stoked and it'll continue?
5: I think most people believe the former, Jim. Everything I've been hearing today, and I've heard Peter King on the radio, I've heard our people I've heard various different people. I've been listening to Colin Coward a little bit. I've been trying to get a bunch of reaction from a bunch of different people. And, of course, everybody's got their opinion. And, obviously, as we kind of know in this whole entire case, everybody has the right to their own opinion. Um, but I just think it's 100% contingent upon what the president does. I think if the president doubles down, quote-unquote doubles down, uh, with some of the rhetoric or some of the comments that he makes, um, then I think it would be severely inflamed. Um, I don't know what the next step is. I think people are want to believe that this was a show, Uh, of unity. And afterwards, we'll see how long it lasts. Um, In fact, the week prior to this particular uh, situation, uh, the numbers, as you know, were not particularly high. Um, And then obviously this came right back up. So while I think the conventional wisdom is that it will uh, dissipate a little bit and we'll get back to football, um, I would tell you that I think if the president were to make additional comments or additional tweets, I think the situation could be exacerbated fully. Because remember. Um, you know, these comments were labeled towards the NFL, referencing their ratings, referencing the play. Right. Uh, and then by these comments, um, it sparked LeBron James, it sparked Kevin Durant, it sparked Greg Popovich, it sparked uh, a baseball player, Bruce Maxwell, um, it sparked NASCAR individuals to come out on the other side. So remember, these were tweets just aimed at the National Football League. And these tweets alone, even though they were just directed at football players, drew the ire or the attention, depending on your side of the issue. Uh, from the NBA, from NBA coaches, current superstars, NASCAR owners. So I don't think I feel safe in saying that it's going to dissipate um, because uh, I think several people have already stated that even if the comments are not directed at them or directly towards them, they will weigh in. So I'm not willing to be as bullish as other people to say uh, it's going to dissipate. Obviously, I think it's just a a wait-and-see scenario. If If we were doing this interview last Thursday, I think many of us would have said, Maybe there won't be many protests, and then Friday and the political speech happens. So I don't think anybody that's saying it with a level of certainty, Jim, really knows.
2: Zubin, as we look at the NFL and now the games on the field, only two undefeated teams left through three weeks, and we haven't even finished the third week with Monday Night Football tonight, the Chiefs and Atlanta. What does that say about the league as a whole, that we're already down to two teams only left that haven't had a loss? I think a
5: lot of it just comes down to happenstance and scheduling. I think the Chiefs are a very interesting story in the sense that we've seen Alex Smith play the type of football that he really hasn't played in his entire career, minus the one year that Harbaugh really got a ton out of him, which to me more or less burnishes Harbaugh's reputation. But if drafting his potential successor and Alex Smith basically coming out and saying, he told Graham Bensinger the other day, this is probably my last year with the Kansas City Chiefs, if this is what it was going to take for him to sort of play the football that many people thought he could play, then it's better late than never. Um, Make the Chiefs make an incredibly tough decision in this regard. They want to move on to the Patrick Mahomes era, but let's be honest, if he continues to play the way he is now, Patrick Mahomes will not see the field at all until 2018. I'm not talking about going 16-0. If they're in contention for a division title, which they will be, they're the defending division champions, and they continue to play like this and they get the contributions from Hunt and Kelsey then I think they're going to be fine. But it just goes to show that is this what you really needed to see the best of Alex Smith? Did they literally have to draft a guy that is going to replace you, according to Alex Smith himself, not just conjecture, but according to Alex Smith himself, if that's what it's going to take to stoke and light that fire underneath you, okay. I mean, i like to have seen it in other ways, but he's throwing the ball down the field, right? His whole image was check down guy, doesn't throw it around. Now he's throwing it deep. He's doing all this stuff. So to me, the Chiefs are the much more interesting team um, because they have a very tough division, but they're on top of the division at the moment, and they are dealing with a quarterback that right now everybody wins. Mahomes gets one year to figure it out. Chiefs win long-term. The best short-term answer for the Chiefs is to play Alex Smith. So in the short term, they win. For Alex Smith, he has a good year. He'll cash in somewhere because of the lack of quality quarterbacks in the National Football League. So for 2017, in my opinion, Trent, in my opinion, It's win-win-win, short-term, long-term Alex Smith organization. What happens after 2017, that remains to be seen. But I think for the moment, everybody wins, even Mahomes by not playing.
1: Uh, We'll let you run then on this one. It's Iowa State-Texas. We won't get a chance to talk to you about that game for Thursday night. Where are you on that game?
5: You know, I'm a big believer in Tom Herman. I'm a big, big believer in Tom Herman. I had an opportunity. I know you guys have probably met Matt Campbell on several occasions. Uh, I don't know how often you've spoken with Tom Herman, but I've gotten a chance to meet with them both uh, fairly recently. And I would tell you that I really believe that this is the sort of game that Texas knows that they have to win if they want to prove they're on the right track. Iowa State can still lose this game tight, one possession game, be disappointed, but feel they're on the right track. But if Texas doesn't win this game, this is sort of an indication of taking – Two steps back and one step forward. So I think it's so much more critical for Texas. I think Texas, with a win, can benefit with a loss. It's a total loss. Whereas Iowa State, a win is a benefit. A close loss isn't the worst thing in the world.
2: Zubin, great stuff as always. Appreciate you joining us here on a Monday. Good talking with you. We'll do it again next week. Thank you, guys. That is Zubin Mahete with us on the Draft House 50 Hotline. Jimmy B., you're done. You're out of here.
1: Thank you. Thank you, man. It's the best thing that you've said to me today. I'm I'm history. I'm gone.
2: Go to the bar. We know that's where you want to be. <laughs> Monday Night Football tonight, Cowboys and the Cardinals. But before that, we got Wolfgang stopping by. We're going to talk with him here. A lot going on in the world of sports. Wolfgang joins us on the other side. Hey, it's Tiki
0: Barber and Brandon Tierney. We are Tiki and Tierney, giving you the big scoop on all the games. Afternoons on the Big Talker 1700 KBGG. Boom. Guys, are you ready to begin your journey to live life better? Are you feeling tired and worn down? Or looking to improve performance and drive in the bedroom? Looking to burn fat and gain muscle? Then it's time to contact New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness offers a free, no-obligation consultation. Dr. Robert Seaman and the New Leaf staff will help craft a plan dedicated to you. From testosterone replacement therapy, advanced weight loss, to nutritional therapy, New Leaf Wellness strives to find the plan that will improve your quality of life. Dr. Robert Seaman and New Leaf Wellness, give them a call today at 515-650-1358. Again, 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness, one More time, 515 650 1358. It's time to live life better with New Leaf Wellness. Call 515 650 1358. That's 515 650
3: 1358. Sponsored by NBC. Four time Emmy winner The Voice is back. Jennifer Hudson joins Adam Levine, Blake Sheldon, and Miley Cyrus. Blind auditions begin tonight, followed by the premiere of The Brave on NBC.
2: I'm Dr. Sean Murphy.
3: ABC Tonight.
2: He's an extraordinary young man. He has genius level skills. Meet the doctor whose greatest challenge... Yes, he has autism.
0: ...is his greatest strength.
2: He sees things in ways that we can't even begin to understand. From the creator of House... (sighs) He's breathing. He saved his life. The Good Doctor premieres after
0: Dancing with the Stars. Don't miss it tonight
1: at 9, followed by Local 5 News at 10. Then tomorrow, wake up with Good Morning Iowa's Elias Johnson and Sabrina Ahmed.
2: Every morning on Local 5,
1: Sabrina and I share the stories that are important to Iowans.
3: And being from Iowa, Elias and I know what impacts you. We went to school here.
1: Our families are
0: growing up here. And we're proud to call
3: Iowa home.
0: We invite you to wake up to Local 5's Good Morning Iowa.
3: Weekdays at 5, because we We are Iowa. Iowa.
0: Another money-saving secret from Arm & Hammer.
3: My name
5: is Malena. I'm from Los Angeles, California. I love Arm & Hammer Sensitive Skin Plus Scent laundry detergent. It cleans really well. It doesn't irritate my skin, and it smells wonderful.
2: Arm & Hammer Sensitive Skin Plus Scent has a skin-friendly scent people love,
4: so it's preferred two-to-one over the leading free and clear detergent, and it costs up to 30% less.
5: We've been on a very tight budget lately, so it's a no-brainer.
4: The clean you need at a fraction of the cost. Tonight, the wait is over.
1: Four-time Emmy winner for Outstanding Competition Series, The Voice, is back with superstar coaches Adam, Blake, and Miley. Go, it's on. Plus, new coach, Grammy and Academy Award winner Jennifer Hudson.
4: All I gotta say is glory. Oh, man, we got no
1: chance. <laughs> America's favorite singing competition, The Voice, returns tonight, followed by the premiere of The
2: Brave on NBC. Are you in the mood for real, classic, homemade Italian food? Well, I have the spot for you. It's Villaggio. Two locations. The newest location in Urbandale, 2675 100th Street. The original in Norwalk. Classic dishes like cavatelli, spaghetti, lasagna, and vodka rigatoni. Top-notch pizza and awesome sandwiches. A great happy hour and Italian done right. Bellagio. You don't
3: need more sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next-day installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite, 515-262-STAR. Call today for next-day installation, 515-262-STAR.
0: You're listening to Sports Talk That Rocks, Jimmy B and TC on Des Moines' big station for sports, 1700 KBGG.
2: Welcome back, Jimmy B and TC on 1700 KBGG, here with you until 6 o'clock this evening. And it's time to talk a little more Hawkeyes. We've been uh, talking about it certainly a lot today, the difficult, tough loss to Penn State Saturday night. And one of the biggest Hawkeye fans that I know, he is Wolfgang. And he joins us on the Draft House 50 Hotline. Wolfgang, what's up, my man? Trent, thanks for having me on to talk a little Hawkeye basketball. Let's do this, man. <laughs> You're already burying the football team, huh? You don't even want to talk about them?
4: <laughs> Absolutely not. I, oh, That one left a mark, Trent. I don't know what you said so far. I'll go back and listen. I, when you have that kind of loss, I kind of go out of my way. To, I, it takes a while. The first loss of the season with the Hawkeyes always takes uh, the longest for me to get over. And to watch that, and to have it not just a loss to come off a walk-off touchdown—that mm-hmm. I mean, that's a little something special. And I was trying to explain that to Tiff because I was not in a good mood. I was, I was not a not a happy camper. We were supposed to go out with people, and I'm like, I just feel myself not being good here. Let's stay home. And we, stepped home. we stayed home, and I still got myself in trouble for cussing too much at the game. I don't normally do that with football, but this one hurt mm-hmm. big time, Trent. I don't know how you felt.
2: No, it, it was a stinger. And to set the scene for you a little bit, Wolfgang, so I was sitting in the front row in the north end zone. I was <laughs> nice. right there. And uh, as we're in the front row, it, I mean, it was so much fun you know, having a little room, stand up after big play couple of fist pumps, high five. I mean, it, it was it was an unbelievable scene. And as loud as Kinnick as I can remember in a long, long time. But it happened right in front of me. And I got people, you know, they're coming down on the stands. They're all piling up behind us trying to get ready for the, the, the field storming after the oh, game. No. So we're oh, right no. up there. We're up against the rope. And I had a perfect vantage point for that final play. And the throw happens.
4: Was it two inches? Was it two inches over Hooker's head?
2: It, it wasn't even two. I mean, from the perspective that I had, he went up, and he went up with the two hands. He said after the game, if he would have went up one hand, you know, how you can get a little more reach when you just go up with one hand as opposed to two. That's why sure. one hand dunks easier than a two handed dunk? Uh, right there. And he said after the game, if he would have went up with one hand, he would have got. He would have got it. I mean, there's not a doubt in my mind. He was so close. To deflecting that ball away, and then after it goes by his hand, it, it, it's almost, I can envision it, it's in slow motion, Wolfgang, and then the sound, just the, the thud of the oh, leather hitting those gloves, that thud, and then you just melt. I mean, it just, holy crap, that just happened. Oh, yeah. And it was,
4: it, first of all, Trent, tell me about dunking.
2: What, yes, Yeah, you, you know, I know, I know a lot about dunking. <laughs> hey, I used to dunk on the 8-foot eight, eight hoops over at Washington Elementary in Osage back in the day. I, I know about dunking. Not on a 10-foot uh, hoop, but I, I dunked on an 8-foot hoop back in the day.
4: So you said the crowd went completely quiet. I talked to a, uh, an owner of a uh, sports bar, and he was telling me, Trent, um, immediately after that happened, not immediately because everybody had to pay their bill, he said, and I'm going to use the word literally, and I literally mean literally, Okay? Not one person in the bar after about twenty minutes, after everybody paid their bill, they were gone. Yeah. I was depressed. Sports shouldn't mean this much, but it, you know, it's just sports, right? But yeah. it kinda meant something. I thought we were there. If Iowa plays Penn State, we were talking, Trent, we weren't sure. How good is Iowa? You and I like Iowa. Yeah. We like you and I. We like Iowa State, you know, but we're big time Hawkeye fans. You go to all the games or as many as you can. Mm-hmm. So we're we're sitting there saying, how good is Iowa? We don't know. And it's funny because we're not in the top 25, but I think Iowa deserves to be in the top 25. Uh, college football at CFN, is it College, college Football Nation? Is college that what it is Trent, news. You know? news,
2: Football News. News,
4: there yeah. we go. News, yeah. They've got Iowa 19. And I, I put something out on Twitter asking everybody if Iowa deserved to be in the top 25. I'm not sure I've brained it that well. I think I said... Will Iowa be in the top 25? Some people were laughing at me, and I I get that. And other people were saying, well, we're not going to be, but we should be. I was impressed with Iowa. I was impressed with how gutsy they were. Um, they gave up a lot of yards. I get that. That's fine. In the red zone, they sucked it up big time. Um, I was very, very proud to be a Hawkeye fan. I just watched it. Um, I watched a little bit last night, and then I got up at 4 this morning and watched it again. Uh, it was actually more enjoyable than I thought it would be.
2: It, it, you Surprising. Know, it, it, standing there after the game and talking with the people around us, and, and we were sitting with my my cousin and his lady, and you know we were. Yeah, you lost, and it, the team that you're rooting for lost the football game, but. Watching Saquon Barkley and just what a man that guy is. I, I had never seen a performance like that. I mean, Melvin Gordon, he had a great performance in Kinnick, what, four years back, three years back, mm-hmm. whatever it was. Yep. This was completely different. I've seen a lot of great players walk through Kinnick Stadium. I've seen a lot of great games and, and throughout my time watching college football. I have never seen anything like that. I, it was different world stuff. And it wasn't that you know his teammates. It was him. It was him yeah. continually making plays, time after time after time. The guy is as good as you're going to find, and to go toe to toe, it's funny in a game where Iowa gives up almost 600 yards of total offense. Again, I thought the defense played incredibly well.
4: No, and Trent Con and what you brought up about Barkley, because I was saying, yeah, he's good. He is really good, but I got to see him. I I'm ready to say he's all time good. Yes. Okay. Yes. Like. Adrian, like, I've, we watch running back. I'm not just talking the guys you've seen, Trent, at Ginnick or on the road. I'm talking all-time good, what I see out of this guy. I'm, I said it about Adrian Peterson. This guy's going to be a Hall of Famer. I'm like, he was drafted, what, seventh or whatever in the NFL. I'm like, that guy's going to be a Hall of Famer. I said it about Bo Jackson. I said it about Barry Sanders. Um, I'm trying to think of other guys. This guy is going to be a Hall of Famer. He's leading the Big Ten right now in receptions. Reception yards and rushing yards—is that any good, Trent? This guy is literally sick. He made our defense. I was a pretty good tackling team over the years, right, Trent?
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Yes. Right. Yeah. They made us. He made us look silly at points. Like, just he runs a four-three-three forty. He's got a four hundred fifty-five pound bench press. Uh, I can't remember what his clean and jerk and all that stuff. He broke the record at. Uh, what do they call that? But, anyway, I don't even care what it is. But he broke the record of something at Penn State, and he has a 38 inch vertical leap, which you saw on that play where he jumped over. And coaches don't like that, Durant. No, that's why I love when players just do what they do. You know what? Coaches say not to do that because you'll get you'll get injured, you'll hurt yourself. That's not the way to play football. Blah blah blah. He wouldn't have gotten the first down probably had he just played it like he like a running back is supposed to. Who knows? Knowing him, he looks like a god, small g, to me. Literally, I'm saying that. He looks like I've never, I'll put Barry Sanders up there. Wow, I just, my tongue is out, my mouth is agape when I watch Barry Sanders. You know, Walter Payton, these guys, I didn't see Walter Payton in, in college, obviously. But if you're looking at like Adrian Peterson, I'm putting him in that class. He's, and he's 5'7, five, 5'8. Five, he's breaking all these records in the weight room. He's only a junior, he's only going to get faster and stronger. This guy is sick. Am I going too far?
2: You're not at all. He, hall he, of Famer.
4: I'm calling him a Hall of Famer now in the NFL. He, he weighed, will. He will make the Hall of Fame.
2: Well, and he weighed 190 pounds coming out of high school. You know, he's looked at as, as a very good running back coming out of high school, but he's built himself into 230 pounds, and he doesn't look 230. Wait, uh, he weighs what? 230. 200. He doesn't look like he weighs 230 pounds, does he? I did not know he. Yes. I would
4: Bet my life he didn't waste
2: two thirty. He's listed a five eleven, two thirty. He doesn't look at I mean I was very close to him. He doesn't I didn't even at, know he was five eleven, Prince. Yes. He, he's a big he's a big dude, bigger than you think, though. He doesn't look like he is that kind of back. And he boy, I mean he, it, it's it's difficult to come up with the superlatives to explain just what he is. And, and you said you know, he leads the Big Ten in rushing. He leads the Big Ten in receiving. We're a, quarter of the, we're a third of the way through the season. How does a guy do that? Well, you're Saquon Barkley, and he is completely different level. now. Well,
4: like what, I, what I'm saying, Trent, is don't just compare him to the guys you've seen, or even a Troy Davis. Troy Davis was great, great, great college player. None of us thought he was going to be a Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. This guy, I'm putting you on the spot, is he going to be a Hall of Famer in the NFL? Now, you watch it, compare him to Ezekiel Elliott. He's better than Ezekiel Elliott. Yes, Elliott gets the offensive line with the Cowboys. Right. Okay. Right. So that's you can't compare that. So if he goes to the NFL next year and gets a crap offensive line, everybody comes back at me like, no, Ezekiel Elliott has three what all pros on the offensive line. Is that right? Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's not even comparable. If he gets a good offensive line, not then he need to be great. This guy is sick. His stop, go is. Oh, my gosh, and he can actually pass protect. I didn't know he was 5'11", 230. Trent, I did not know that.
2: He is a big, big man. The environment inside of Kinnick Wolfgang, you've been there a lot of times, and I have been now over the last, uh, my first game was late 80s, so almost 30 years now that I've been there. I've seen some big ones. I've seen some incredible environments. But just the crowd noise in that building there was a time late in the fourth quarter when the official was, was making a call. Couldn't hear him. Could not hear the <laughs> official. I, I'm not, this is not hyperbole. You could not hear him. You knew there was some kind of echo happening, but no clue what he actually said on it. It was a great environment. Yet, were there 4,000 empty seats? There were. I don't care. 66,000 versus 70,000. That was as good of an environment as you're going to find. The crowd was awesome, the fan base. Incredible job. I I loved it. And I loved the perspective. I never sat there before. Sat in the north end zone. That was, in fact, where my uncle's tickets, back when I was a youngster, when we went to games, uh, he had the tickets for 30 years up there, sitting on the top row up in the uh, north. It'd be the northeast corner. So he could stand up. Him and his brother would stand up, and they they loved those seats up there. And so that's where I first had my perspective. I've never seen anything like that. Night games have been unbelievable. That environment was as good as you're going to find in Kinnick.
4: That, i love to hear that. I will say, um, I can't remember how you phrased it, but you, did, you don't want to hear about the 3,000 empty seats or whatever. That's a joke, Trans. Well, okay, they, they, they priced
2: them out of it. It's as simple as that. And I am never going to tell people how they should spend money. No, I'm not,
4: I'm not cracking on people. I'm cracking on the University of Iowa. They, they wipe their butts with $1,000 bills, with the Big Ten Network's money. And you're going to do that to your fans? So you can make three thousand times twenty five dollars extra trend.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: That's a joke. So now we now one of the uh, talking points is how Iowa fans don't support their team and go to the games. You really want that, guys, or do you want to sell out and getting people that gave up their tickets? What four, five, six years back when we kind of stunk and you crack down on tailgating and you want to do that? You want to make another twenty five dollars. Times three thousand MTCs. Good for you. That's just stupid, Trent. It is. It's stupid. It so is. What's the talking point now. Oh, hockey fans don't support their team. Yeah, but when you we know heard what? it on it, the TV, man. It, we heard it.
2: Yeah, it's garbage. I don't care. You know, if if, if Kirk Herb Street wants to sit there on Mount Pius and say kind of things like that, it's screw no, Kirk No, He did. He,
4: he was. He was giggling after one of our touchdowns. He was. He was like, "This is what happens when you come to Iowa City." And you're a top five team because Hawkeye fans get crazy when they play the blue, you know, the blue blood. Mm -hmm. They get crazy. And that place turns just insane. It's awesome. And I'm glad you got to go. And I love when radio dudes become fans like you're becoming right now. I hate when you guys just don't pretend you like you like anything or have eh, seen everything. No, dude, you're a fan, and I can hear it. I love it.
2: Well, it, it was a great environment, and uh, let's hope that there's another one like that for the Ohio State game coming up here in, in a little over a month, and well, that's well down the road. Because before that now, yeah, the old adage, Wolfgang, you can't make one loss turn into two. You can't let the same team beat you twice, and boy, this plays out here. Michigan State it's a standard Michigan State team. Just call it in right now, Wolfgang. Final score, 16-13. I just don't know who's going to win. <laughs>
4: That's interesting, and I want to beat them badly. It sounds funny because they've, man, this last year and now this year, it's fun to see them struggling. It's fun to see the Antonio's press conference. I don't know if you saw it. He's so uncomfortable. He can't be a cocky, smug bleep. Oh, it's so fun to watch him just, you know, I beg the media not to ask him a tough question. I mean, he's just talking and talking and talking, trying to just justify everything they've done. I love it.
2: <laughs> well, uh, it's Michigan State, Iowa. You know what this is going to look like. It's uh, well, it's going to be a physical slobber knocker. And after the defense was on the field for 99 plays. My goodness. Oh, boy. Road environment. So what's normal,
4: Trent? What's normal? Is it like 65-70?
2: You know, the play per game has certainly gone up.
4: It's hard, right? It's hard to even say that, to even give me an answer, right?
2: Yeah, I I would say, let's just throw out an average. Back in 20 years ago when Kirk started, it was probably 55, 60 plays per game offensively for each side. It's grown up, and I would guess today, if it was 55, then I'd certainly say it's closer to 75 today.
4: It's closer to 75 well, if you look at our field position, because I watched, I watched the game and I wrote this down in the first half, Trent. We, the field position war, you know, I mean, boy, did we lose that in the first half. And it was nothing, you know, it wasn't anything wrong with us or what we did or what Iowa did, but not starting at the 9-yard line, the 11-yard line, the 18-yard line, the 23-yard line, and the 1-yard line. So, man, I mean, good job out of Penn State for doing that. Um, I thought Brian Ferentz should have done a little more uh, play action. Which, what do you think on that? I haven't read stuff because I'm so depressed about this. <laughs> are people getting after that? I, there were numerous times where we could have done that, where Ken O'Keefe would have done that. And, again, I love Brian Ferentz. There was so I'm no not, time. I'm
2: not... No, there, there was no time. The way Penn State was blitzing, the offensive line did not have a very good day. The, the interior had some struggles. They weren't picking things up, no. I, you could do play action. You could do whatever you wanted. You are just playing the defense that, Iowa couldn't slow down, and the big plays that they had. You know, the, the the first Akron Wadley on the on the reception was caught him on a blitz. He got behind and went out there for the score. I I, I don't think it was a play calling issue. It was just they couldn't block well, play well enough. I, I think that's okay. what. It is. Hey, quickly to answer the question, I found uh, the plays per game for the season right now. So South Florida leads the country. They're averaging ninety six plays per game. At the bottom, you have BYU, Jeez. they're at 51. So the median, 65, uh, is 72 plays per game. That's right in the middle, is 72. Uh, this place okay. where I'm at, it goes back to 2003, all right? 2003. <laughs> so the median, what did I s- just say the median was? Uh, crap. I lost
4: you it. You gave the, uh, did you say? 72. 65?
2: 72 <laughs> is right in the middle per game. Go back to 2003 the middle was huh, 72. Interesting.
4: Okay, Interesting. now say that again. So 2002 was 72 plays and yes. what what is now? 72. Is like,
2: that's that's the middle. Yeah. That surprises me. Doesn't me too. You, me too. I would
4: have thought with the pace of play and some of the games I've seen with Indiana and even teams that don't matter, Trent, mm-hmm. they're trying to find like you know, a way to actually be good, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And find something that nobody else is doing, and it's pace, you know, and it's kind of – who doesn't want to see more plays per game? You know what I mean? mean, Right. I love it. I I think it's beautiful. Is it Iowa's game? No, it's not.
2: No, no. And though they've moved up more up-tempo in the past, I mean, it's simple mathematics. One team's running 80 plays, and you're running 55 – That math isn't going to work out very often unless you're playing some perfect games. But at at least we got an answer. At least it's 2003, it's pretty much the same there in the middle. Regardless of that, though, Wolfgang, uh, a difficult loss. So you said you didn't handle it very well. I got to hear this. What what, what happened?
4: No, I cussed. Mm. Um, I cussed on Twitter, which I normally don't do. Oh, no. I was effing people. Um, Yeah, I don't normally do that. It's not my thing, and I knew I was doing it. I said, yeah, I'm going to send it because I'm mad, and I don't care. I'm going to cuss. And everybody was like, what do you mean? Everybody cusses. Everybody was like, I even apologized. I was like, yeah, I cussed. And everybody was like, no problem. Well, yeah, I had a problem with that game. It killed me. We kind of think I was good now. Looked at Wisconsin's schedule a little bit, uh, Trent, and, man, that loss hurts, because their schedule is easier than ours. Say we beat Wisconsin... Let's just say we beat them at Wisconsin. It's going to be tough. It's a great home field environment. Um, let's hope Michigan is really good, okay, uh-huh. because they play Michigan. So I always think of Ohio State better than Michigan. It's not necessarily true, but it's because I we always play Michigan well. Whether we beat them, it doesn't matter if we beat them. Mm-hmm. We always play them well. Sure. You know what I mean? Close. We don't Ohio State. I've seen a lot of Ohio State games, and it's just like, all right, I'm gonna go. You know, mow the lawn, or you
2: know,
4: re-roof the house, or whatever. Yeah. Build a house. We're crying out loud. It's just, it's ugly. So I will never pick Iowa to beat Ohio State. I just won't. The only time I would have ever picked Iowa to beat Ohio State was 2002, and we didn't get to play them. Unfreaking believable.
2: Well, uh, we come full circle here. Mentioned Amani Hooker and how close he was on that final play. Iowa found a good one, I think, at that safety spot. And there's conversation. Brandon Snyder, can he come back this year? Regardless, you got Snyder kind of going forward in the next season. Iowa it looks like uh they figured out their defensive backfield. Yeah, Joshua Jackson is a star Ragumba, Pretty solid yeah. there. Now you got Hooker and when Snyder gets back, that back four has answered the question. We know what they have at the linebacker spot. The season's not over, Wolfgang. I know you want to turn your attention to basketball. Don't no, have I, do I know. I was joking.
4: <laughs> I was joking. I know, was totally I joking. I'm totally into this season. I love the way they played. It was awesome. It's just tough losing on the last play of the game. Mm-hmm. But I will say, with Hooker, like you said, I said he missed that by two inches. You think it was even less than that? Yeah. I mean, he's only going to get better. But what scared me is when he hit Barkley, when he was midair jumping over Josh Jackson, nailed him, and Barkley didn't even move.
2: Yeah. Have happens. you ever seen
4: that before? No, no. You've been watching football a long time. <laughs> Never seen Give anything like that. Give me an like example that. when that has ever happened.
2: What it, well, my, my seventh grade football coach, uh, you were talking about, you know, coaches don't like you doing that. And a kid in early one of our first practices tries to jump <laughs> over somebody. He blows the whistle, he comes flying over, he says, don't leave your feet, you'll get your blank handed to you. And he didn't say blank. <laughs> Do you want to win, coach? Yeah. Do you want to win? It's the same thing. Yes, when you get hit like that, when you're in the air, you get your crap handed to you. Unless you're 230 pounds and you're safe. Who who gets hit by a money hooker?
4: What's hooker weigh?
2: Oh, he's got to be 215, right?
4: Okay. Who gets hit in midair and doesn't move? (laughs) I'll tell you who does. Barkley from Uh, Penn State. That guy is sick. I'm sorry.
2: You called him a guy. He's Superman. He he is a college football guy. Well, let's hope that I will get another shot at them in Indianapolis or maybe not. I don't know if I want to see that guy another time. Oh, rather, well, I don't. Rather, I don't. Rather see, rather see Michigan over there, something yes, like that. Yes. But.
4: We always <laughs> Yes, yes. I want Michigan. So Yeah. Okay. We gotta go. I w I wanna oh, yeah, I actually want to talk more. Can we go?
2: Well, we're out of time. We we could talk on Thursday. What do you think?
4: Yeah, oh, let's, do it. let's do
2: it. All right. We will talk Thursday. We'll uh, talk about your favorite opponent, Michigan State, and your buddy, Mark D'Antonio. Yes,
4: and our matchup in the Big Ten Championship yes. with Michigan. Yes.
2: Okay. All right, have a good one, Wolfgang. See
4: you, Drant. Bye-bye.
2: That's Wolfgang with us on the Draft House 50 hotline. And with that, we are done out of here. Don't have to go anywhere, though. If you're looking for Westwood 1 coverage of Monday Night Football. We have you covered all season long. Thursday night football, Sunday night football, Monday night football, it's all here. 1700 KBGG, real sports talk for real sports fans, and we have you covered. We'll talk to you tomorrow at noon with the Ken Miller Show with Trent Condon. For Jim Britson. this is TC. We'll talk to you all tomorrow.
0: Afternoons, we talk sports on 1700 with Jimmy B and TC, Des Moines' savviest sports duo on the Big Talker, 1700 KBGG.
3: Brought to you by Indeed.com. Are you hiring? Join the over 3 million businesses that use Indeed.com for hiring. Post your next job opening on the world's number one job site, Indeed.com. <laughs>
1: Kevin Harland with Kurt Warner here from Westwood One with a preview of Monday Night Football. We wrap up week three of the season from the desert as Larry Fitzgerald and the Arizona Cardinals play host to Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys. Both teams have high hopes for the season, but so far both are one and one. Kurt, both teams come in one and one on the young season, but really haven't played their best so far.
0: They have a lot of questions coming into this game. Dallas coming off of that demoralizing defeat in Denver can they get their run game going again can Dak Prescott get back to what he was last year and then the Cardinals haven't really shown up offensively uh, losing David Johnson can somehow they spark themselves and get back to the offense that we saw just a couple years ago should
3: be
1: a good one when the Cowboys take on the Cardinals on Monday
3: Night Football remember to listen to Westwood One's coverage of the NFL all season long right here on the Big Talker 1700 KBGG Oh, oh,
0: oh, Save on your next oil change at O'Reilly Auto Parts when you purchase five quarts of Valvoline Max Life High Mileage Motor Oil and a MicroGuard Filter for twenty four ninety nine. Keep your engine running smoothly, plus earn two hundred O Rewards points with this purchase during O Rewards Member Appreciation Month. O'Reilly Auto Parts, better parts, better prices every day. Limit supplies See store for details.
4: Oh O oh, O oh, O'Reilly Auto Parts.
0: With the GNC Buy Two, Get One Free Mix and Match Sale, putting health and fitness goals together just got easier. Give your routine a boost and save big as you mix and match between the best thermogenics, vitamins, fish oil, and more from top brands like Performance. And they're all buy two, get one free. It's limited time, so check out your local GNC store or GNC.com before September 27th. Now's the time to find the best tasting proteins and bars to match with perfect nutritional support. Mix it up. Stay strong and healthy. Buy two, get one free. Only at GNC. Finding great people to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack. It's time to try ZipRecruiter, where 80% of employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within one day. How? Using powerful technology, ZipRecruiter matches your job to the right candidates fast. So, while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, only ZipRecruiter finds you the needle in the haystack.
1: And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com block. For your free trial, ZipRecruiter.com slash block.
0: When you have spaghetti and meatballs plus one clumsy child, uh-oh. you need new Arm & Hammer plus OxyClean 3-in-1 power packs. When your son comes home from college, Mom, I'm home. plus six loads of laundry, you need new Arm & Hammer plus OxyClean 3-in-1 power packs. The only detergent with Arm & Hammer freshness plus OxyClean stain fighters and a boost of fresh scent. For all of Life Cycles, it's the clean you need at a fraction of the cost of the leading brand.